0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell O'Gaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. You came with your Bibles. Amen. Praise God. Let's pray and let's get into the Word. Father, thank you, because I'm anointed to teach, thank you because your people are anointed to receive, and together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray this morning that there will be illumination, insight, and understanding, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. amen. Alright. Are we good to go this way or is it too hard? Is it okay? Can you hear me clearly at the back? Okay, everybody, can you hear me? Say amen if you can. Alright. Alright. Let's... Um, I still think it's a bit too high. Just bring it down a bit. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. Let's take our confession once ago. Christ redeemed me from poverty. He redeemed me from sickness. He redeemed me from spiritual death. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I give voice to your word. I am the redeemed of the Lord. And I'm saying so. Praise God. All right. Now, I just want to give a very important announcement before I get into the Word. I'd like all our church workers, except it's an emergency, which we're not going to have, but I'd like everybody to pay attention to the Word. Okay? So, you don't get to walk for God and grow in ignorance. It's possible to walk for God. And the more you walk for God, the more you don't know anything. Because you're never listening to the Word. So. Except for just two ushers standing. I want everybody seated. sit there and get your notes. I don't want people moving around. Just get into the Word. And we all have to learn. Praise the name of the Lord. And that's very important to me. Alright. I want to do, do it. Uh, I was thinking I'll be able to finish in one service. But I'll, I'll do it next Sunday. I'll continue. On how to overcome the devil. How to overcome the devil. Whatever name you want to put there is fine. How to overcome Lucifer. How to overcome Satan. How to overcome principality, how to overcome witches? whatever fits you, you can put it there. But how to overcome the devil. And the reason I, I, I want to teach this, and I really want you to pay attention, I'm going to try as much as I can to take it slowly, but I want you to pay attention because we are currently almost raising a, be, a breed of Christians that are more afraid of what Satan can do to them than what Jesus has done for them. So, we have a breed of Christians who are scared to travel to the village because they're going to get poisoned, they're going to kill them. We, we, we raised a breed of Christians who cannot tell you when they are going to give birth. Because they don't want somebody to snatch the baby from the womb. We, even as brothers, we cannot even tell people we are traveling because we are scared they are blood-sucking demons that are going to kill us. And we are just living in fear of the devil more than what Christ has done. And that is not Christianity. The devil is not as powerful as we make him in church. You know, one day someone was talking to me about what the devil was doing. And I said, if the devil was this powerful, maybe we should just worship him. Because he's like, oh, the devil is doing this to me. The devil is doing this to me. The devil is after my marriage. The devil is after my church. The devil is after this. The devil is after this. And we make the devil too powerful that even our church services are directed by the devil. So when it comes to September, we we'll start having the Ember Month services because we know that people are going to die. And all our, all our meetings is how somebody should not take our destiny and how somebody should not do this to us. You should be ashamed of yourself if you're still afraid of the devil. It means you don't know who you are in Christ and you don't know what Christ has done. And this also, I don't have time to go there today because I don't want to do with theology, I want to do with something practical. It's because of the way we have been taught about who the devil is. That the devil was a choir master in heaven and then he wanted to overtake God. And then he planted a coup, and God sent my care. PAM they now fought. Nonsense. Doesn't make sense. Quite a Master in heaven. And he wanted to fight God. Does that add up? Jesus clearly said about the devil that he is a liar from the beginning. From the beginning. That is a liar. I don't have time to go there, but there are so many traditional things we believe in the Word of God. They are, they are not truths. They were passed on from generation to generation until we believe them. Typical example, John 10.10, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And somebody says, well, that's the devil. You can use it as the devil, but Jesus was talking about false teachers who came before him. Read from chapter 9, verse 38. Jesus was talking about those who came before him, who were teaching things that was leading to the destruction of the people that he has come to bring the message of life and eternal life. That's what John 10.10 is talking about. Can you use it for the devil if you want to? Am I still here? Go to John chapter 10, verse 10. Because I know now that, I, mm-mm, mm-mm. that is why I just say just give Sister Mary. Sister Mary has a way of just exalting us. I'm not Sister Mary. My name is Maxwell Ogaga. And I was born to teach the word. You know, I'm not afraid of coming against popular doctrines. Never scared. Why? Why? The book will speak for itself. I don't care who preaches it. John chapter 10. So where do you normally go to when you go to John 10? You go to verse what? You go to verse 10. Okay? Go to chapter 9. Chapter 9? Verse 35. Can we just read? No interpretation. We are just reading. Can we just read? You won't go home today. Can we read? I know when you hear something you have not been hearing all your life, I know now you are fighting in your brain. Don't believe me. Let's read the Bible. Can we read the Bible? John 9.35 Jesus heard that they had put him out. And finding him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? And he answered, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have both seen him. And he's the one who is talking. I'm using the New American Standard Bible today. And Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, so that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Verse 40. Verse 40. Those of the Pharisees who were with him, understand the crowd Jesus was talking to, heard these things and said to him, We are not blind too, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But since you say, we see, your sin remains. 10, chapter 10. Truly, truly, I say to you, He who does not enter by the door into the, the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. So, the thief and the robber was identified that he did not come through the door. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them up. Verse 4. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. Verse 5. A stranger, they simply will not follow. But we flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. 6. This figure of speech... Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand what those things were which he had been saying to them. Figure of speech. Go on. Verse 7. So Jesus said to them again. Now understand this. From verse 1 to 6, Jesus had said everything he wanted to say, but they did not understand. So Jesus now was now explaining again. So they can understand. Like I am explaining again to you. So you will understand John 10.10. 10. Right. Now he goes on to say. So Jesus said to them again. Truly I say to you. I am the door of the sheep. Who was the door? Jesus. Okay. All who came before me. Are what? And. But the sheep did not hear them. The thief. So, when he says the thief, in verse 10, he was given the character of the thieves and the robbers. This is how you identify them. Comes to do what? To kill, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I'm come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So, who was the context of John 10.10? Those who came before him. So, let me give you an example. On the Sabbath day, Jesus would heal. And then the Pharisees would say, why would you heal on the Sabbath day? What attitude was that? They were robbing the people and stealing the people of their health. They will come and say, you need to type this, you need to type this, you need to type this. But there was no justice, there was no fairness. What was Jesus trying to say? Jesus talking about grace here. That listen, if you do not come through the door of grace, you will still kill and rob people. I'm a pastor, but some of the strongest guys who rob the body of Christ today are pastors. True what? True false doctrines that keep you in fear and bondage and rob you of your joy, and steal from you, and steal the joy of your salvation, because they don't understand the word of God. Are we still together? You don't have to believe me. Just go and do your own study. Jesus was not referring to the devil here. Can the devil use them? Yes. Yes. But here, he was talking about the teachers who came before him. Why is it that in the body, and you know I said this because it ties to what I'm teaching you this morning. One of the ways the devil overpowers a Christian is wrong interpretation of scriptures. Once a scripture is wrongly interpreted, the devil will flaw you. And this is one of them. So we make it look like, hey, the devil has come to kill, the devil has come to steal. And you don't know that it's the false teaching you're listening to that opened the door for the devil to be able to steal from you. Are you following this now? Are we together? Still, okay. Can we go on? Yeah. <laughs> but that's not what Papa said. Papa didn't write the Bible, God did. And if I'm wrong, study it out. come and say, oh, pastor, no, you're wrong. Why? Because the word of God is there. You know, the good thing is all of us have a Bible, but we won't read it. That's the problem. And so, you know, it's almost like we we over-exhort the devil. And I want to show you today that we don't, we don't have a fight against a powerful devil. We have a fight against a deceptive devil. The devil is not powerful. He's deceptive. It's not not that he's powerful. Listen to me. The devil cannot destroy you if you choose that he cannot. He can only destroy you when you collaborate with him because he's been defeated. You know, it's like my child comes now, right? And says he wants to wrestle with me. I can choose to fall. And then he counts. One, two, three. It doesn't mean my son is powerful. I chose that path. There's no sin in your life right now you cannot overcome. If you choose today, that I'll overcome this sin. Whether it's an addiction, if when you make up your mind, the devil can, and if it and even if if you are demon-possessed, we also have the authority to cast the demon out. Not to interview the demon. Cast it out. Because some of you, some of us take pride in, in interviewing demons. What's your name? When did you come? How did you enter? What have you done before? No, come back again. What did you do before you did before? How would you listen to the devil and believe him when the Bible says he's a liar from the beginning? Everything, that, everything a demon tells you is not the truth. We don't, I, sometimes I get angry. I don't understand it. This Bible is so simple, it will take a pastor to make you misunderstand it. The Bible calls somebody the father of lies. And yet, you still believe him. So you know what the enemy does? He tells you all the lies. It's when your auntie entered, when you ate in your auntie's house. And he says all of that. And of course, before you realize it, we have now built a theology on that experience. They will not start to this message. A man's enemy and members of his household. You know what Jesus was talking about when he read that scripture? I didn't want have time to go there. Jesus was talking about the fact that it is what you choose to do that makes you walk in unrighteousness. He's not saying that your enemies is your cousin. Why are we like this? <laughs> Fear everywhere. And they say, hey, but when that man laid the foundation of his house, that's when he died. He chose to die. You know, because when you do something, you see, you don't know how powerful you are. When you build something strong enough, it becomes a prevailing lifestyle. Are, are you following this? Somebody said, What of generational curses? Go and buy the flash drive. Dealt with that. Praise God. Okay, so that was the introduction. My time starts counting now. How to overcome the devil. We need to renew our minds regarding this subject and what the Bible says and not our experience. Praise the name of the Lord. We are not fighting a powerful devil. We are engaging a deceptive devil. Observe my choice of words. We don't fight the devil. We'll engage him. We're not fighting a powerful devil. We are engaging what? A deceptive devil. Matthew chapter 28. Let's start from there. I just, I really want to go slow because I know this is a very important subject. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18. Let's look at this now. How do we overcome the devil? Matthew 28 and verse 18. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, talking about his disciples, saying, What did Jesus say? All what? authority has been given to me, where? In heaven and on earth. That word, authority, some translations use the word power, is the word exousia. It means all the privileges, all the capacity, all the freedom, all the delegated influence, all jurisdiction, all power, all right has been given to me. Harry, come Now, I want to really take this very slowly so you can understand. This is, come on. This is everything. You're even more dressed than I am. You wore three pieces. Your pastor is wearing only one piece. And a bow tie. Do you want me to see that so you can continue the message? Okay. Now, this is everything in my pulpit, right? Come on now. This is everything. I've got a phone, I've got a Bible, and I've got my outline. This is all that I have. In my pulpit. So I give it to Harry. Right. How much is left here? Are you sure? So if the Bible says. Jesus says all power. You know Harry is a better man than I am. So let him use Jesus. And I'll stay as Satan. Now Jesus says. All power. In heaven and on earth. Has been given to him. How much power does Satan have? Are you sure? Think about it. So why do you act like he has some power? Let's go to the example again. This is all the power there is in this world. All the power there is. And through the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, he says, all of them, Has been given to Jesus. Jesus with a red bow tie. (laughs) And then here is Satan. So, which power does Satan have? So, do you know the only way Satan can make you think he has power is to deceive you that all has not been given to Jesus? So, does Satan have the power to change your destiny? So, why do you go to power must change hands service? <laughs> listen, don't laugh. I, need, I want to be as slow as I can. The teacher in me wants to go fast, but I want to be very slow. If you misunderstand this one, today, straight, follow Sister Folake to the children's class. That's where she resume on Sunday. Now, let's assume, listen now, because you need to be careful. Sometimes when you teach, this will feel you are critical. No, it's not. It's just looking at the Bible for what it is. Now, look at this. I am a pastor. And the title of my program is Power Must Change Hands. Based on what we have read, if Jesus have all power, and I now want to have a program titled Power Must Change Hands, what exactly am I saying? It's simple, Mass. That in this program, we are going to take power from the hands of Jesus and give it back to what? To the devil. Can you see John 10.10 10 in play? Thieves robbers. So by the time you sit in a church for years and the pastor keeps telling you, power must change hands. Power must change hands. You know what it? That pastor is a thief and a robber. Let me tell you something. It is better a pastor steals your money than they teach you wrong doctrine. It's better. It's better they collect money from you. Because one wrong doctrine will ruin your life. I, I, are you following this? Yes, Thank you, Harry. So you see, Jesus said clef, um, very clearly that all power... Now look at what happened in verse 19. Look at what happened in verse 19. He says, go therefore, based on what? Based on the fact, listen very carefully, based on the fact that Jesus had all power now, he cannot choose who to give the power to. So you realize that before Jesus sent the disciples, he had to let them know that, listen, as you are going, I am the one that have all power. Now based on that fact, you can go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Because in in this mission, they were going to come against the devil. Remember when he sent them out? And he said, even demons were subject to us. And Jesus said, rejoice at your name. It's written in, in the book of life. Or written in heaven. Because God knows we're going to encounter the devil. He knows we're going to encounter demons. Are there demonic spirit that influences people's life? Or cause havoc in people's life? Yes, absolutely yes. What do you do to them? You cast them out. The word cast is to kick out. Aggressively. That's what the Greek word means. To cast means to kick out ferociously. You know, what? we like the drama. We're casting out demons. And people are rolling on the floor and shouting. "Ah, ah, And throwing up. "Ah, Out. out." Even when you look at the person who is demon-possessed, the one who is praying for the demon, you're not sure who is exactly who. Because both of them are sweating. Increased knowledge is increased authority. Are you still here? Come on, I said, are you still here? You know, sometimes people come to our church for the first time and they meet me there. You know, when I was there, I, wasn't, I didn't have this suit on. So, it's so welcoming people. You know, and so, sometimes people come to church for the first time and think that I'm the head usher. Which is fine. It's not a problem. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah, that happened to Pastor Renny came; Thought I was the head usher. So, sometimes if I'm shaking, some people walk to church for the first time. They literally just walk past me like, no, I'm not interested. I really want to just hear the word. <laughs> And then the worship goes on. Then, you know, sometimes they come and look at these three seats. I think these are the... These chairs, I I only sit on them when we have a meeting, right? Like, it's very new. Like, ah, is pastor not in church? pastor is not in church. His wife is not there. And the assistant pastor. (laughs) You know, but what happens? When I come up and I teach, then they realize, oh, that's the pastor. And then their attitude changes. What I didn't change... I was the same person who shook your hands getting into church. What changed? Your knowledge of who I am. Are you following this now? Now listen very carefully. If you were there and I told you, oh, you can't sit here. Go and sit the other way. What's going to happen? You might likely say, no, this is what I like. But when you now realize I'm the lead pastor of the church. And I tell you, go sit there. What's going to happen? You're going to obey. What happened? I didn't change. It was the same go sit there that I told you. I didn't even use the Greek word for go. I used the English word for go sit there and you didn't listen. But your knowledge of me and the authority that I have now caused you to respond to me in a different way. So when the sons of Sceva were trying to cast out demons, they said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? That means the devil knows those who he cannot deal with. That is why the Bible says Satan goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom to devour. Whom to devour. That means not every Christian is devourable. For instance, me. It's not a confession of faith. Never prayed about witches in my life. Never prayed about it. It's it's, it's inconsequential. Why? He's seeking whom to devour. I'm devourable. Why? Increased knowledge. There was a time I was praying and there was a cat always crying in my... outside of my window. I felt sorry for the cat. Like, who can I come and cry? This? It didn't cross my mind to say it was somebody. It, you know, some things don't cross my mind. It's when I'm teaching like this and I realize, when I'm looking for examples, because I don't have those examples. Rats run through your house. You carry only oil. Your family chase things out. Run there and I burn the rats. I, I burnt it. And then you have some very... Some pastors who are looking for Work. They will mount guard around it, take interceptions. (laughs) John, you remember there was a time, were you the one who called me, went to that house, right? You were the one, right? I can't hear you. Okay, let your ears be loud. I I couldn't hear you. Yeah, that one of one guy saw a charm under his bed. You remember? And they came to call me. said, ah, pastor, pastor, we saw charm, charm. Ah, ah, ah. So we went there. And uh, they raised the bed. I saw the charm. So I took it. Put, put it in my pocket. <laughs> so uh, I needed to pray for their sake. So I just prayed. Left for me, I will not pray. I just prayed. So Father, I I destroyed, You know, I say, ah, thank you, Daddy. Ah, thank you, sir. Thank you. We were on the back when I just, got, so I just. Threw, no, okay. I kept it in my shop because I know that they will be watching what we pastor do with this charm. And if I throw it down, ah, they will go. So I just took it to my shop. After I went, everybody, I just threw it away. Yeah, I didn't pray. I, I can't even if I wash my hands. Hey, there's nothing there. Red cloth. You will wrap it was not a prayer point. You know when Jesus wanted to raise Lazarus, he said, Lord, I'm thanking you for their sake. That's why I prayed. And listen, what I'm teaching you is knowledge based. It's not bold face. It's not, you just go. There's nothing there. There's nothing. You will come back crippled. So you, you have to be, you, see, you, you must understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying, now just go and say nothing, nothing. No, 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 no. You will die. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, I'm not teaching you bold faiths, I'm teaching you knowledge. Are are you following what I'm saying? So, don't just go and say nothing, 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 nothing. Don't call me. (laughs) So, the first thing you do is knowing who you are in Christ. And understanding that knowledge. Praise God. I told you of a time I was in school and we went to cast out one demon from, from one lady. And then I was still growing in the knowledge of Christ. I I didn't really know who I was. But when I got there and I saw the manifestation of the demon, I told my friend, you know, one thing God has always given to me in this life is wisdom. Wisdom to run away when things are higher than me. I said, the way this, you know, she's a young girl, but the voice coming out was like the voice of one." I said, this voice is not our size. He said, Ah oh, no, we can cast it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, no problem. There's no harm in watching how the casting process is. At least the demon will be able to know that this one was not a monk. You know <laughs> You know like you know when they are fighting and you just keep your hand like this. Even when to beat, they say Liva, live, live, you know they not there. This one not there. You know, so I I made sure my hand was here so that even the demon himself will know that Maxel is not among those who are casting him. I mean, and from nowhere, man, <laughs> my friend was lifted high, whipped across the wall. I ran. You know, I was like this, made sure the door was open. Knew where the handle was. Because I, I knew we were going to be defeated. I knew. Even you know that you already are already afraid. What are you looking for? We're not looking for anything. We just came to say hi. If you had this or something. <laughs> and I ran off. The guy did the exam. He was in the hospital. We were going to visit him. And the point is that when they asked him, what happened? say said, my brother. You can't, you can't say it's demon that put you there. So I went to cast out a girl. And then we were in the hospital. You can't do that. You have, you have dropped your ministry rep. So I was the only one who knew till today. What, why, why he did the exam. But you know, that can happen to me now. What happened? Increase knowledge. Don't attempt to do what you don't have the authority and the knowledge for. Grow in your knowledge base. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But then you can't be constantly being a baby, for instance. Ten years ago you were a baby. This year you're still a baby There's something is wrong. Are you following this now? So Jesus says all authority in heaven has been given to me. So it is based on that authority. How did Jesus obtain that authority? He obtained it by his death, burial, and resurrection. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. Hallelujah. Amen. Ah, I tell you, some tonight some of you are going to sleep free for the first time. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. Praise the name of the Lord. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Look at this. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at this. For even though I'm absent in my body, nevertheless I'm with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. I like that. The stability of your faith in Christ. Verse 6. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Have your journey in Christ. Have your journey in Christ. Glory to God. Verse 7. Having been firmly rooted and now been built up in Him, Established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. Look at those words there. Being firmly rooted. Being built up in him. And established in your faith. Verse 8. See to it. see to it. Ensure that no one takes you captive. Remember what we read in John chapter 10, verse 10. The thieves and the robbers. that no, Oh, come on. How can a pastor sit down and teach people that your firstborn needs to be redeemed? How can you do that? And there are many wallowing in that doctrine. Taking you captive. Glory to God. Taking you captive. Most Christians are robbed by false doctrines. Robbed of the authority in Christ. That's why we have less Christians healing the sick. Because pastors have always thought that they are the ones with the healing anointing. How will God give a healing anointing to only 1% of the body of Christ? How can the job be done? And that's why our ministries are built around us. Because the more you teach people this truth, the more you almost become, in quotes, irrelevant in their life. And we don't want that. We always want to be involved in people's life. And so it's hard to teach this truth. But you know, when you are called a minister of the gospel, you are a minister of God's word. Teach the truth and leave the consequences to God. Are you still here? See to it that no one takes you captive. True philosophy. True philosophy. Anti-deception. According to the tradition of men, most messages we hear from the pulpit are informed by African magic. I say that authoritatively. Any pastor who likes watching African magic, run away from that pastor. Run. He's going to form his doctrines and his teachings. The Bible says, if you take any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. That's what the word of God says. Yet we teach our people, don't go to the village. Wouldn't you be ashamed to stand before Christ? Why did you die? A witch killed me. She slapped you. Why did you die? I was poisoned. Except you were poisoned in the Be'er Palo. Yeah, because I'm going to teach you. One of the ways the devil can get you is to get you to sin. So if he, push, if he pulls you into the sin zone, you lose your confidence in the authority and then he can kill you. That's how he killed the children of Israel. He wanted to curse them. I'll teach you that on Sunday. He couldn't curse them. He made them to commit sexual immorality and then he could kill them. That is what, that's what the devil does. He gives you temptation, pulls you into the sin zone and kills you. It's not that he was powerful. You left where you were supposed to be. You know, you grow up as a teacher's son, and sometimes you realize when your mother is there, you are, you know, you are boasting, you are boasting, you are boasting. And then it, the, 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 the boys would tell you. And you know, I remember one day, I, I don't know what I said to this boy. The guy was so mad, he was about to beat beat me seriously. And then uh, I was not trained in the art of fighting because as a pastor's child, if you fight, they'll flog you for fighting. And even if you were beaten, they would still flog you. So there was no use learning to fight because it won't profit you in any way. But you know, so the boy came and said, ah, we should go and play football somewhere. But the spirit of wisdom again that God has always given to me from bed, know that it was not football. They were taking me to the field to beat the hell out of me. I said, I'm not playing football. Did I like football? Yes. But that football that day was... To take me out of the protective covering of my parents. And take me to the field where they will teach me the lesson of my life. Wisdom told me, don't move. It's the same thing. If the devil can't get you. He sends a very nice woman around your life. Or a nice man around your life. Then you start hearing, it does not matter. Grace covers me. It does not matter. Grace, that's the door. Because even when you want to cast him out, he will now whisper, remember yesterday night. <laughs> that's it. That's just it. It's not that he's powerful, he's deceptive. And I'll show you what he did to Adam. And that's why one of the things that the Holy Ghost does to you is it cleanses your conscience. And the scripture now says, now there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. That's why even God could use someone like Saul to become a preacher. What happened? Because at a point, the Lord had to deal with his conscience. And he now declared, I have wronged no man. Why? Because he that is in Christ is a new creation. Are you still here? Let's go on. (laughs) she told you that no one takes you captive through philosophy and anti-deception according to the tradition of men according to the elementary principles of the world rather than according to Christ read recently of a preacher who is giving people deliverance kits and and asking people to go swim in a particular place for a specific amount John 10.10 They don't come through the door. They don't come through Jesus. Look at this. For, according to the elementary principles of the world, what are the elementary principles of the world? You hear messages of, they are setting gates. They are setting times you should pray. Pray 12 o'clock at midnight. Pray, Pray midnight prayer. You, don't, you you realize that your midnight here is afternoon somewhere. And in the realm of the spirit, there's no time. It's basic, it's, it's small sense, small, just a little sense like this. We cure this doctrine. What is midnight? Midnight in Nigeria is morning in Australia. is afternoon in China. Why are you even keeping the timetable where which is fly? Why are you, what are you doing with this schedule? See, those prayers are more powerful. Line. I get up to pray at night, but not because uh, it is midnight. That's when everywhere is quiet. You see, look at it now. Elementary principles of this world, principles of geography. <laughs> Rather than according to Christ. So we build our theology based on the worldly elements. No wonder pastors are even teaching people today to go on to stand in junction and pray. You know, (laughs) you see, the thing with ignorance is that just as we are increasing in righteousness, some people are increasing in ignorance. At a point, you will not even recognize church anymore. See, we are going to church with broom, going with cane, going with... You are flogging the devil, a spirit. What your child will even do, and you will rebuke your child. The funny thing about church is even those who went to school, there's a way the brain is suspended. Which is sad. And you know the simple problem, you don't even read the Bible. And then when you hear someone teaching like me, say, Oh, he's critical. He's critical of people. It... <laughs> the bondage of religion is tough. That is why. Jesus said we should pray, according to Paul's instruction in Ephesians, for light. You can't cancel a person out of religion. They will start praying for you. A light has to shine. If that light does not sign, forget it. You will become the next prayer point. <laughs> Look at this. Read on. Are, are, you, are you still here? Verse 9. For in Him, in who? Jesus. All the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. Look at this. Look at this. Leave leave it there. In Him, all the fullness. So all the fullness of God dwells in Christ. Are, Are we correct to say that? Talk to me church. Are we correct to say that? All the fullness of Christ. All the fullness of God dwells in Christ. Now go to verse 10. Look at verse 10 here. And in Him... Where are you? You are in Christ who has the fullness of God. So if it will not be too high for you in your spirit right now while you are seated is the fullness of God. Yeah. It's simple. If Harry has all the fullness of God and I am in Harry what does that mean? I know it's tough for you to say. Just say it. What does it mean? You have the fullness of God in your spirit. So where is the problem? The problem is your soul. Would you allow the fullness of God to come out? Or you would allow your flesh to rule. And you have been made complete. So there's nothing lacking in you. Oh God, I need more power. Oh, power. No, you need more knowledge. You don't need more power. You have all the power you require. God didn't give me more power between my experience with my friends, demons and this time. No. More knowledge. Same power. You're not going to increase in power. No. You're going to grow in knowledge. And that is what people don't want. They don't want to grow in knowledge. For instance, after teaching you this message, how many of you will go back home, take the scripture, take the message and listen to it again? Very few. You are waiting for the next one on Sunday. And before you realize, you have forgotten. This one. He, and he is the head over all rule and authority. Can you say this equation? Jesus had all the fullness. He is the head over everything. And you are in him. What does that mean? It means that you have access to absolute authority that is in Christ. That's why you can cast out devils. See, you can't cast out devils because of who you are. You can cast out devils because of what Christ has done, and you believe into that. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? It's just like, for instance, I, I, if I'm teaching right now, Harry cannot just come up and say, Pastor, use me as an example. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't even... Be bold enough to climb here. But if I call him and say, Harry, come, what happens? The boldness comes in. Why? Because he's not acting on my authority. So when I travel and I say, okay, well, somebody's going to preach. And then the person is preaching here. You don't come and say, hey, come down from the pulpit. You are not the pastor. You can't say that. Why? Because you know the person is acting on what? On my authority. It's the same thing. When the devil sees you, he does not know the difference between you and Jesus. If you know who you are, read on. And in Him you were also circumcised, which the circumcision made without hands, in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Verse twelve: Having been buried in Him, with Him in baptism. Right. This is the baptism the church should emphasize, not just putting people in water and bringing them out. You have many baptized people without the character of Christ. We always like external things. What God wants to do in the new covenant is internal. We prefer the Holy Spirit in a bottle than the one in us. We prefer the communion in, 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 um, in small, small saucer than the communion of fellowshipping with one another, which is the true communion. We like everything external. Let it just be outside us. Are you following what I'm saying? As far as it's not in the spirit, it's okay with us. Why? Because we want to see. We want to touch. So say some of you eat and drink and are deadly and are sick because you do not design the Lord's body. How is it we do not design the Lord's body? We act to one another in strife and anger and bitterness and hatred. And, And Paul is saying, listen, while you partake of the communion of bread and wine, you do not discern that myself and Harry were one. That's the Lord's body. The Lord's body is not just the bread that was broken. You are the Lord's body. I am the Lord's body. And as we fellowship with one another, we partake of the communion that is of the Spirit. I don't have anything against anything. So don't just write me any later. Just tell me the truth of the word. Because God wants to write his laws in our hearts. Are you still here? Man, we're going to raise this teaching by in this church this year. So just be ready. We're just going to raise it. Go on. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which we were also raised up with him. How does all of this happen? Through faith. Through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. True faith. Everything we're talking about is faith. Look at this. When you were dead in your transgressions, and the uncircumcision of your flesh. He made you alive together with him. Having forgiven us, how many of our transgressions? Come on, how many of our transgressions? God does not remember your sins. They are forgiven. God is not, you know, you say, I can forgive, but I cannot forget. Be like God, forgive and forget. That's how you carry years of hatred in your spirit. It will stop the flow of the anointing in your life. Leave strife, leave envy, bitterness. Let these things go. They will stop God's work in your life and stop you flowing in the anointed. Are you still here? Okay, let's read on. Whoa. Verse 14. I like this. Having cancelled out the certificate of death, consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. And he has taken it out of the way. Having nailed it to the cross, what did Jesus do? Everything that was written against us in Adam, the Bible says he cancelled that certificate. He didn't just cancel it, he paid the price for it to be fulfilled. Glory to God. So, you know, you, you know why this is important? It means the devil does not have anything against us anymore. Everything the devil had against us, every debt we were owing, everything that made us human. So he can deal with us. The Bible says the debt have been paid. The certificate have been cancelled. So if the devil is still perfecting is still your life. It's just that you have not recognized that your debts have been paid. It's just like if you're owing someone. And then you don't realize your debts have been paid. And the person is still asking you for the money. The day you realize your debts have been paid. Is the day you get angry with that person. And that's what I'm showing you today. That your debt has been paid and you have authority over the devil. If your child is misbehaving and is demonic, cast the devil out. Say no more, not in this house. You stop right here in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I remember when we moved into one of the places we were staying, my kids would come and meet me and say they were hearing voices in the ceiling. they were hearing people walking in the ceiling. they were hearing, okay, and my wife heard it. And then we just go out sometimes life will go off. Bam! Ah. You know, I wasn't paying attention. But they called my attention to it. One day I gathered all of them together and said, in the name of Jesus. This is the last time. It does not repeat itself. In Jesus' name. That was the end. So I'm not telling you that um, Satan does not exist. His existence is inconsequential. We deal with him when we find him. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So, go out there and say, this pastor does not believe in devil. No, I don't believe in devil. I believe in Jesus. There's a difference knowing something exists and believing in something. Praise God! <laughs> you know when Jesus says, "I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will prevail." Are you not part of that church? Yes. Come on, are you not the church? Yes. So what is Jesus saying? I will build you, and the gates of hell will not prevail against you. So why are they prevailing against you? Because you are not being built up by God. How are you not being built up by God? Paul tells us, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. So if you are not receiving the word of grace, you will not be built up. And you will not receive your inheritance. So the devil can prevail over you. Are you still here? Then we let the devil run riot in our family, causing all kinds of problems, sickness, madness, all kinds of stuff. Depression. Oh, pastor, I don't know what's going on. I'm so depressed. Get into the Word. Read the Word. Rejoice in the Holy Ghost. Dance in the Spirit. Depression will flee. Why are you depressed? You're thinking of what you should have achieved. I'm 45. I don't have the eyes of my own. When they call men, I cannot stand up as a true man. Then sit as a woman. And be at peace. Verse 15. When he had disarmed. I like this. He had disarmed. What does it mean to disarm? Talk to me. What does it mean to disarm? Eh? You know what it means to disarm? To collect what? The weapons. Am I right? When he had disarmed the rulers. And the authorities. So Satan is disarmed. I. I don't like dogs. I'm sorry for those who like dogs. I don't like dogs. Simple reason, they can't be born again. Okay, (laughs) I like dogs. Well, you know, but you realize that. uh, You know the dogs we have here. Most of the dogs we see in the country, they are very small dogs. But real dogs are real ones. It's big ones. I'll take a lot of money from you to feed. You know when you see those dogs, you can go to South Africa and the rest where they really depend on them for security. When they back. Even they say, Come in, come, come in, you're free to come in. You say, No, I just like to stay outside, you know I like. But then you realize that if that dog is chained, what will happen? Come and talk to me, what will happen? If you realize the dog is chained, what will happen? You even go near the dog and do like that. No, you, it's not that the fear has disappeared. You are more aware that this dog, no matter how he barks, is shamed. So you even make the dog bark more. <laughs> and the dog will bark. You, you enjoy. But if you realize that that shame was not tight, <laughs> something is going to happen. You are going to, you are going to receive potential for speed. You will jump a fence. Then when you land, you realize, God... You perform miracles. How did I climb that it? What happened? The awareness, the, the, the knowledge you have on different things about the dog changed your reaction. When you thought the dog was tight, you were bold. When you realized that the chain was not cooked, you ran out of fear. The dog has not changed. Knowledge changed. The day you realize the devil is disarmed, eh? Pata Yeda. The day you realize that this, this it, ah, you are disarmed, and I'll be running away from you, like God punish you. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? So, are you the one? You know, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. When if we ever get to see the devil, we will be so ashamed of ourselves, like so. It is you. So this is all there is to you? You are the one we heard all night for. I, where is my pastor? (laughs) Why did you introduce this man properly to us? He has been disarmed. And look at what Jesus did. He made a public display of them. Having triumphed over them through him. Glory to God. You know what he was trying to describe? He was describing how they went to battles in those days. When you captured um, um, your slaves. And all the things. You know what the soldiers would do? They would hold all the slaves. And walk them around the town. The the, the modern example you would get is, 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 um, is, is the football league. Right? You should pray for my club. We need, we need deliverance. <laughs> right. You know, when the club wins the, the EPL, what happens? What happens? They get on a bus. And they do what? They make a public display by going through the whole town to show that we have won the trophy. That's what Jesus did with Satan. Are you following this now? It was a sign that the victory has been achieved. The, the claims of justice have been paid. The authority of Christ has been established. And now Christ has the victory. We're no longer, listen, come on saints, we're no longer under the power of the enemy. The devil cannot have a role in our life. The devil cannot put sickness in us. Are you understanding what I'm saying? When the devil says this marriage is going to break down, you say no, in the name of Jesus, I'm staying married. And some of you who used to hear the devil a lot, it's time to change your frequency. The devil just told me. The devil just told me, "Where are you? Why are you housing him? He left false prophets take advantage of you. Shame on you." As I was praying, I saw, I saw, I saw. Oh, oh, oh! I can't see. Bread, seed, Just Ten thieves. But the problem is when you also have good preachers like us, you won't give money because we don't ask. That's the problem you also have. I like the way you teach. I like the way you teach. And you let a man die of hunger. (laughs) That's the problem. It's your problem. Yeah, that's the truth. And we have to say, this year I've made up my mind I'm just going to teach as bold as I can. It's the truth. Because then when you start hearing truth, some of you become, become more stingy. It's not about money. I, I just like the way a pastor preach. But when you are in the midst of false prophets, you are generous because they appeal to your fear. And Lord, have so seed for, for, for Chidima. Have so seed for my husband. Have so seed for my mother-in-law. Have so seed for you. you will, so, and the thieves will not allow you to hear the truth because it will shut down their source of income. Sad to say, pastors are the problem of Christianity. We are the major problem. Because sometimes we are scared of even teaching people the truth. But listen, you know something about teaching the truth? Teach it and leave it there. Let people choose what they want to do with it. But make sure you are telling people the truth. Not for your own gain. Praise God. Please, place I preached in the U.S., when I got there, the pastor met me in the office. He said, So, how much do you charge for preaching? I said, I don't charge, I just preach. He was shocked. He said, I said, Most of the pastors who came from your part of the world, they give us a specific honorarium that they take for preaching. When I finished preaching, he said, We, need to, we would like to extend your ticket so we can have you more. I'm going home. I miss my church, I miss my family. He was shocked. And most preachers who come from your part of the world, if they have that opportunity, they will stay here preaching. I need money, but I'm not looking for money. Are you understanding what I'm saying? When you are driven by a sense of assignment, you can walk away from some temptations. Did I get good money as I went? Very good one. It was very good. That when you come back, you will start hearing the Lord say, "My son, America is ready for you." <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. You start hearing dollars will start giving you vision. So I saw myself in a plane. I was just flying. I was just flying. I was just flying. When I landed, I said, "Lord, where is this?" The Lord said, "New York, New York." <laughs> okay, where was I? Verse what? Fifteen. Okay. Where? <laughs> You know, sometimes I play too much in the poopies. <laughs> Let's get serious. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumph over them through him. Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival of a new moon or a Sabbath day. Things which were measure shadows of what is to come. These are shadows of what is to come. God put them there. He was talking about the Jewish rules and regulations. God put them there so you can know the truth. So when you see the Passover lamp, He wasn't actually referring to the Passover lamp. He was referring to Jesus who was going to become a Passover lamp. The blood of sprinkling in the tabernacle. It wasn't that we should now use Rao to do blood of sprinkling. It was talking of the blood of Jesus that will be sprinkled on us so we can be cleansed for our sin. Stop spraying water in your house. You will square your chair. <laughs> blood of Jesus, 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 you should be ashamed. You went to the shop. You bought a juice. You came. Oh God, it's not the blood. It's not the blood. It's not the blood. Oh, 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 the blood. I it. Blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Why don't you just go there and just do blood of Jesus? Blood of Jesus. What is all this blood that is catching all over the place? The blood is essentially for your redemption. If anything is happening in your house, take authority over it. And then bring your drink for us to drink. Nothing wrong after preaching like this. Hey, Pastor, I, brought, I brought what was supposed to be the blood for you to, to, to drink. Look at this. He said there were mere shadows of what is to come. But the substance belongs to Christ. Jesus is the substance. Let me tell you. All these things you are doing. If you really want to keep the Jewish rules. You cannot. You will not be able to. Number one, number one. If you needed to sprinkle the blood, you must slaughter an animal. So, using anything like juice or rabbiner as the blood it has disqualified you first. It's not accepted. You have to thank God. It's not the days that God, Old Testament, will just kill you. He'll just kill the juice or the blood. You say, me blood juice, bam, gone. <laughs> so I say, ah, pastor, but he walked. Yes, will work. Why? You created in the image of God. Anything you believe and empower will produce results. Let me tell you something. My time is gone. You give me extra 10 minutes, right? If, if I come here and I start teaching you, I say, this is the altar. This altar, I, 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 you know, and I start putting emphasis on that. Do you know why, for instance, in this church, people don't go to touch that chair, touch the, the chair I'm supposed to sit on. You know why people don't go there and touch there and get miracles? Because I don't teach you that way. So it doesn't mean I'm not anointed no I am, no no don't, don't mistake it I am anointed <laughs> I, was, I was the church I was preaching in the US I laid hands on a lady and I spoke words over her I said no more it will stop from you and it will not progress for the Lord has healed you and the fear is gone when I finished service she came to me there were seven girls four of their sisters died of cancer and she was afraid that she was going to get cancer met a lady, and I saw the words HR over her. I began to speak over her, and she's the HR manager of a particular church, so don't feel that we are not anointed. It's just that when you start moving in those dimensions, then if you are not careful, all eyes will be on you. And that's why I rather teach people the word. Because this thing is not about me. Pastoring is not even fun. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is a good work, but it's not fun if I have my way to, I will go to work the way you go to work and be a member of a church. You know I can't decide not to come. I must show up in church. I flew over 20 hours, coming from the US, landed on Wednesday, and still had healing service. If you were the one, Pastor, I just came back. I said, let me rest. You are the one that taught us that rest is good. Are you fully what I'm saying? Shadow, 18. Let no one keep defrauding you of your price. Let them not defraud you by delighting in self abasement and the worship of angels. Showing you t- telling you visions. An angel appeared to me. An angel appeared to me. I saw, I saw. Listen, the written word is, is <laughs> the written word is a word of prophecy. Stay with the word. Look at this. Taking his stand on visions, he has seen, inflated without cost by his fleshly mind. Look at the source of all that. Fleshly mind. And not holding fast to the head which is Christ, from whom the entire body, being supplied and held together by joints and ligaments, grows with a growth, which is from God. I like that phrase. Let's grow with a growth that is from God. What is that growth? Growth in knowledge. True church growth is both numerical, but more in knowledge. Are you hearing what I'm saying? True church growth has to be measured by knowledge. Meaning that if you belong to a church, you should grow in knowledge. I mean, Harry's is here that I used as an example the other time. He was about to go to port Harcourt. They had told him, oh, there's something wrong with his family. He needed deliverance. You need de-. So he just came to meet me. That said, Pastor, we need to go and um, do deliverance in port Harcourt. I said, deliverance from what? He said, I have not been able to get a job. Da, da, da. He just, I said, okay, don't worry. It's fine. Stay in church. Just hear the word. Two weeks after, they called him for a job they shouldn't have called him for. Was the deliverance required? Yes. What deliverance did I do to him? I wind his mind more and set it. The mind was out of place, so I just put it back. Am I against deliverance? No. How do I deliver people? Through knowledge. Do I cast out spirits? Yes. With one word. Out in Jesus' name. That's it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Don't think I don't believe in deliverance. So If you have demons, come to my office. Cast them out. Just come and say, Pastor, I have demons. I'll set you free. So don't think, I don't, I don't believe in him. So you don't, just listen to what I'm saying. Don't think, just listen to what I'm saying. They're not as powerful as we make them. We are the ones that are, that are giving them that power. Because whatever you talk about grows. Are you still here? Uh, I thought I would be able to talk about Eve today. But I will do that on Sunday. Maybe this will go into part 3. Let's keep on. I don't want to rush this. And not holding fast to the head. That means we need to hold fast to the head. What's the head? Jesus Christ. Right. Okay. Verse 19. Not holding fast to the head from whom the entire body being supplied and together, held together by the joints and ligaments. Grows with the growth which is from God. Verse 20. Verse 20. If you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world. Why is it, if you were living in the world, do you submit yourself to decrees such as, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch? Verse 22. Listen. He explained it very clearly in verse 22. Look at verse 22. Which... All refer to things destined to perish with use, in accordance with the commandments and the teachings of men. So I want you to understand something here clearly. That's why I talked about John 10.10. There are certain teachings that are the teachings of men and the commandments of men. They are not the teachings of God. I I, I don't know if if you follow what I'm saying. They are just the teachings of men and not the commandments of God. For instance, there was a time when it was prevalent that ladies cannot wear trousers. It wasn't God's teaching, it was just the commandment of men. Okay, so for instance, if you're a worship minister in a church, we expect you not to wear certain kinds of trousers. It doesn't mean that if you wear certain kinds of trousers, you have become a sinner. But for the sake of decency, we just want to focus on the worship and not focus on somewhere else. Are you following what I'm saying? We should be able to separate that and say, in this ministry, this is what we do. But it's not a commandment of scriptures. Because the reason, you, you understand that some of those churches, for instance, that don't allow their women to wear trousers here, then they will, they will go and open a branch of that same church abroad, and those people abroad will now be wearing, uh, you know, that, that's the truth that has racism in it. The truth must be universal. Are you following what I'm saying now? And the Bible says, don't let anyone defraud you. Because the more they tell you, your grandparents in the village is a witch, the more whatever support you're supposed to give to that woman, you don't give any longer, you bring to church. Even if she's a witch, who will deliver her? If if your grandmother is a witch, go and set her free. It's your grandmother, not mine. Shut her out. Oh, pastor, can you go with me to the village? No. I'll teach you here. You go to the village yourself. I'm not part of those prophets and pastors who carry cutlass and Bible and hoe. If I'm a farmer, we know. I'm a Bible teacher. I have Bible in one hand and hoe in one hand and go and be digging trees. How many trees will you dig? If you have 1,000 members, they are digging trees every day. Defrauding people. Money is, money is a good thing, but a bad master. If money controls a preacher, they cannot teach the truth of God's word. That's why, no matter what, I never put myself, I mean, I'm grateful to God that I'm in salary in this church. But even if the salary is taken out. It won't affect anything. Because from day one, if you don't make up your mind that God is your source, the richest person in your church will become your source and he will control your doctrine. When you finish this, he will call you, excuse me, sir. There's a way you are putting it. It's not there, nothing. Not accountable to anybody for what I teach. I mean, I won't teach you false stuff. You can check it out. You know, sometimes feedback is good. But at other times, it's better you just meditate on the word and leave it out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? These are critical issues because I'm going to raise the bar of teaching in this church this year to learn the word of God, because the word of God has to be learned. Has to be learned. Christian is afraid of Antichrist. Afraid of mark of the beast. Waiting for an Antichrist to come, when John already said there are many Antichrists have gone out from among us and they have gone into the world. He said the Antichrist came out from among us. He was referring to people in church. Simple English. What does Antichrist mean? That means stands against Christ. And he said they have left us. That means the Antichrist was released by the church. Because most people who fight against the church were former Christians. Anybody who fight against this church in This city was somebody who was a member of the church before. I know them, I've been with them before. They are not like they say anti Christ. Fight that which is of Christ. He's no world president, it's not Obama, it's not Trump, it's not anything. Are you still here? And you know, I'm referencing all of these things. These are the ways the devil. Keeps us in fear. So immediately you are in that fear zone. <laughs> of course. You, can, you can't do anything. A Christian should not be afraid. Come on, tell your neighbor a Christian. No, don't even say a Christian. Say a child of God should not be afraid. Say one more time. Say a child of God should not be afraid. Alright. Let's just finish that scripture then we can close. Verse 23. These are matters which have to be sure the appearance of wisdom in self-made religion. It has the appearance of wisdom, but it's in self-made religion. So when you look at all of these things, it looks wise. Are you following what I'm saying? It looks okay. There's nothing wrong with it. But the Bible says it's self-made religion. Self-ambiancement. Severe treatment of the body, but which have no value against fleshly indulgence. You want to pray to God. You now go and climb one mountain in Abokuta, Punishing yourself. Here you went to the mountain. Now go and climb. And then you give your camera to somebody. Snap me, snap me, snap me. You are in the mountain. Have you seen that on Facebook? That's it. It's here. That's Colossians 2.25. Self-abasement and severe treatment of the body. I've told you here. Except so you don't want to listen. There's nothing like dry fasting. When you are fasting, drink water. Your fasting does not change God. I will talk about that. It does not change God. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your fasting puts you in a position to hear God. In fact, in Isaiah, the scripture says, this is the fast that I, di- that I want. Give your food to the poor. Be good to one another. What does a fast do? It separates you Are you hearing what I'm saying? Separate you to be able to hear God. "Ah, Pastor, I'm going to just do three days dry on this matter. No. Collect three chapters dry and eat. Do I believe in fasting? I fast. Yes, I do. But I don't believe in severe treatment of my body. Because this body is a temple of the living God. There's nothing like dry fasting. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And everybody who fasted forty days in the scripture had a direct instruction and mandate from God for that. Moses, Jesus, and Elijah, which represent the Lord, the prophet, and the new covenant. Nobody else did forty days fasting in the scriptures. It's not a criteria for power. A criteria for power is the fact that Jesus had died and said all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Can we fast for 40 days? You can choose to if you want to, but don't make it a doctrine for people. Because it becomes something that appears as a self-made religion. So you have people fasting who don't have time for the word. They are fasting they don't have time to pray. They are just, All they are just doing is what? Denying themselves food when it's close to, fasting is breaking by 6.30, when it's close to 6, they are by the fridge. 6.10, 6.15, 6.25, 6.29, 6.30. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> then when they want to eat, you're like, you shouldn't have passed They put the morning food, afternoon food, and evening food. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask, O oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that light and understanding will come. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we'll find freedom and truth in the Word of God. I pray for everyone here, that by the Spirit of Christ, there will be a new enlightenment in their hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, let's, um, let's, let's receive our offerings. Receive our offerings. Praise God. Thank you, Lord.